We're on the air with Lisa and Nicolette. Lisa, are you there? Yes, I'm here. All right, very good. Lisa, it's, a, it's an honor having you on the show. I've actually known Lisa for a long time. Uh, we're here with our, my co-host, Tiffany Stammen. Hi, Lisa. Hi. All right, very good. So, Lisa, I've known you for how long have I known you for? Probably about 12 years, 15 years? Been yeah, you've known me since 2003 when I moved to Columbus, Ohio. I have 2003. See, I remembered that. She didn't remember how long she's known me for. <laughs> I, I, see, I care. Um, so, <laughs> Miss Nicolette, um, where are you from, actually, originally? I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. That's where you're calling in from right now? Yes, yeah, I'm in Pittsburgh right now. I love it. So, you've had kind of an interesting life, and I, I want to understand, when I first met you, uh, you were really into uh, in, in, into kind of studying to become, like, you were working in the Secret Service, you were a detective at that time, or what? At the time, well, you I were kind of mystery, like out I... of the criminal justice field. I was in for 10 years got totally burned out and went into the corporate world of outside business to business sales. Interesting, because I remember like when I when I used to meet Lisa, I'd be like, so, so Lisa, how's work? And she'd be like, it's fine. And I'm like, oh, so what exactly do you do? And she's like, oh, it's, it's kind of criminal justice. She was very like vague about what she did. She was a spy, that's why. She probably, she was probably spying <laughs> on me at that time. She's probably all those love notes I write to your counselor or whatnot. So you got into the criminal justice system and why did you leave? Well, I just got burned out on it. There was a lot of... Um, there was a lot of corruption and uh you know it, it can be a very difficult job in in many ways that the public just doesn't see you know plus i i got completely burned out and i had friends that were succeeding in the corporate world and they said you know take your your you know your work ethic your values and everything else and you know go to the corporate world you'll do a whole lot better so you actually so, went to corporate memory. This is crazy. I mean, most people are trying to get out of fucking corporate America, and you're actually going into corporate memory. I mean, the criminal justice system must be really horrible if, you, if you're leaving there, because corporate America seems like the most criminal place to be. But then again, look at me, Stim, and I'm wearing red pants today. Look. Pretty much do, do They're hammer do, pants. So. Lisa, you're uh, missing his hammer pants. I am. I'm, I'm sitting here wearing <laughs> slippers right now. Okay, so you went to corporate America, so who did you go work for? I went to work. My first job was Yellow Book USA. I got to bring this up. I mean, you you you, obey, you did very well in corporate America. You made a lot of money, and uh, one of the the interesting reasons that I brought you on this show is because you are uh, an author and also a cancer survivor. So back when I met you in two thousand and three, was it in two thousand and eight? You got diagnosed with with breast cancer. Yes. Okay. And how did this affect your job in corporate America? Well, at the time, I had just landed an executive level job in advertising sales for an even you know better company that would have put me up there even in a higher earning capacity than say a pharmaceutical sales rep so that was golden and when i got hit with the breast cancer diagnosis i flew to philadelphia that weekend to begin a new career and i had to tell them look i just got a breast cancer diagnosis on thursday afternoon i'm going to need time off you know, for treatment. Well, they pretty much let me go because, you know, you just can't afford to get sick in the corporate world, especially in sales, because it's so fast paced. So, you know, I asked them, well, just give me time off and I'm going to fight my way through this. And once I'm through radiation, I'm, I'm good. And they said goodbye. So, Lisa, were you completely unemployed when you were going through that process? Yes. So, you, I mean, let me ask you this. You leave the criminal justice system. Okay, you start yes. in corporate America, you get diagnosed with cancer, you get fired immediately. Now you gotta yes. be really pissed off, okay? So, 
I think, I mean, obviously, there are millions of people have cancer, and I'm not trying to lump you into a category or anything, but millions of people get cancer. But I've never heard of, you know, so many people, like, they kind of, as they get cancer, they just get old, and they, they almost just sort of, like, get sent to the shed, okay? And yeah. I spoke to you yesterday prior to bringing you on this show, and you'd mentioned to me something very interesting, which is, I mean, you were pretty young when you had cancer, like, and you had yeah. a lot more life to live. So you actually wrote a book called Fit Survivor. It's like an ebook. Okay, and yes. the, the the hardest part that you struggled with wasn't actually just the cancer, but it was almost like, almost like an abandonment, like from corporate America, maybe friends, um, maybe people that were going to kind of support you after you had gone through like remission and so forth. Well, when all this went on, I was unemployed, and I had by that time suffered, you know long-term unemployment and then long-term underemployment because it got to the point that I had to take any kind of a job to survive, you know, and I decided, um, you know, I need some, I need some motivation. So, you know, I went to local bookstores, Barnes and Noble, Borders, places like that, went online and there was absolutely nothing motivational to a person that was more of a, you know, young professional. It was all stuff geared towards maybe older people, say, like a grandmother, maybe an older woman, an older man that was, you know, retired and out of the workforce. And I thought, well, none of this stuff is going to, you know, relate to me because I was training at the time to compete in bodybuilding. So it was all kind of a shock and everything came crashing down. And then I realized there's really nothing out there that's, you know, that's motivational enough to pull you out of, you know, this, this slump you've fallen into. So to keep, to keep my sanity, to keep my sanity when I was going through radiation at the time, I was so depressed because I had pretty much sunk to the bottom. And uh, I would take the radiation treatment in the morning, grab the laptop computer and head out into the city of Pittsburgh. And um, I started, you know, writing motivational type things. And I thought, well, if this keeps me going, I, I have to do this. And then, you know, I thought... There's no books out there that are motivational for, you know, a cancer patient or cancer survivor. Maybe I could be the first to write such a thing. And, you know, that's that's what I did. So you wrote and this I book was... called Fit Survivor based upon the need for it in the in the marketplace, ultimately, for people like you that have gone through this. And what do you I mean? What do you talk about in this book? Well, in the book, I what I talk about is, you know, not just fighting, you know, my way through cancer, but, you know, what it's going to take to get back to life once you're through treatment. See, the majority of cancer patients, whether they're young or older, you know, everything's like rushed. And then when you finally get through it, it's like, okay, where do I go from here? You know, it's kind of like life temporarily stood still and kind of dead ended. And then it's like, okay, uh, I, I need to, you know, get back to life. But how do I do this? You know, because no company wants to take a chance on you then because you're considered more or less damaged goods. Plus, you know, they're afraid you'll you'll relapse or you'll get sick again or something will happen. So you become, you know, a huge liability. And I decided, well, there's going to have to be another direction, you know, to take. And at the time I was training to compete in bodybuilding and I realized, well, you know, regardless of what people say, I'm, I'm still going to follow through with that. I'm not giving that up. So that's another thing. It took just 
uh, monumental motivation to go to the gym and still train against the odds because now you have to dummy down your training 75% in terms of intensity and weight use because you just don't have the endurance to get through a normal workout because from the radiation you're just exhausted. Right. So let me go to this final stage. You write this book. You uh, are now cancer-free, right? When were you officially cancer-free? What year? Uh, 2008 when I had my surgery. 2008, you had your surgery and you were done. Okay, so now you're left in a really bad financial situation. And you write, you've written this book, obviously it's downloadable. Where is it downloadable? On Amazon? Yeah, that's on, uh, that's on Amazon, Apple, Barnes & Noble. Um, any, you know, any electronic format you can download it from. ebookit.com has the book also. Okay. So this is definitely something, if anyone out there is uh, suffering from cancer and knows a loved one that is suffering from cancer um, or, or have just gotten diagnosed or actually are, are back in remission or whatnot, um, this is a really great book. And I, I trust Lisa is a very intelligent person. She's obviously gone through a lot in her life. And uh, it, I, I want to address your current day-to-day uh, -day life now because you uh, basically woke up one day and said, fuck it, I'm going to start my own company. And now you are, you are owning corporate America. So um, what business are you in right now? Right now, there's actually two businesses. I started a commercial cleaning business a little over a year ago, and then I also am a personal trainer. Okay, so you have a cleaning business. Is that lucrative for you? Uh, I would say it's getting there, definitely. You know, it's I'm earning right now close to what I did when I was in outside sales, but instead of working... 60 hours a week, you know, killing myself, I'm working about 60 hours a month. Wow. Oh, I don't work 60 hours Big a difference. year. I mean, <laughs> I got problems. That's pretty good. You're way ahead of me, Lisa. And you started this cleaning company. How many employees do you have? Right now, it's just myself. I'm looking to hire right now. Jason, fact, you can I, work for her. You know, I put an yeah, ad. Yeah, you want to hire me? <laughs> yeah, I'll hire you. <laughs> Uh, two ways I work my first day, and then she's like, here, clean this toilet. Here's a fucking brush. I'm like, uh, I'm not cut out for this I was going to say you would quit for sure. Oh, I might like, dust the pan. I might yeah, dust the top of the television. I might find something to do. So you start this cleaning company, and uh, obviously you're doing very well in it. Uh, are you going to keep expanding? Uh, yes. Yeah, that's definitely my, my goal. In fact, what I'd really like to do is maybe hire wounded warriors because – one of the things I'm going to try to do is pay well above minimum wage because nobody can live on minimum wage. And I did my own forecasting and figured out I could pay somebody probably 12 to $15 an hour. And even if I paid them $15 an hour, I would still make money. Elon Musk uh, in an interview recently said, um, the starting a business is like chewing on broken glass and staring into the abyss. And I, I can definitely relate to how intense it is. And, you know, obviously with you, uh, do you live alone, Lisa? I live with my mother. Okay. And, you, you know, you, you started, and what, uh, how old were you when you started this business past year? Oh, I, I was uh, 53. You're 53. And by the way, if you, if you can see Lisa on, on the screen right now, Lisa's actually in, in, in phenomenal shape. But now, 53 years old, you're going to literally go door to door in PA, banging on everyone's houses, asking them for business if they can clean houses. Do you think society has innately become weak 
society is just a bunch of pussies anymore? Well, it, it's difficult today because, you know, I think people are kind of, on one hand, being pushed around by, you know, the trends, the job market, the economy, and a lot of people today are scared because the job market is kind of, you know, it's very challenged, it's very different, the rules of the game have changed. And, you know, a lot of people would always tell me, well, you're gonna have to humble yourself, you're gonna have to suck it up, you're gonna have to swallow your pride. Well, it's not pride. You know, the American way has always been to kind of stand on your own two feet and find a way to start a business without having to depend on somebody else and kiss somebody else's butt for an income. (laughs) Right, right. If you were going to give one piece of advice to somebody out there that A, has cancer, B, wants to write an e-book, or C, wants to start a business, what would you say? Uh, Somebody that has cancer, I would tell them, look into alternative treatments, because one of my biggest regrets is going the conventional medical route. If I had to do over again, I would have never taken radiation, because it's just too taxing on the body. I would have never taken the drug tamoxifen, because, you know, it just... Um, it just does too many things I don't like, and it has some pretty nasty side effects. Interesting. Okay. So alternative uh, methods is what you would recommend. And tell me a little bit about uh, if somebody wants to write an ebook. Every day I hear somebody's writing a book, writing ebooks, downloadable, write, 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 blog, blog, blog. So, uh, you know, at the end of the day, how many people actually say they're going to write a book and actually do it? Uh, it's, it's a small fraction. What would you recommend? For, for a book, I would recommend just... It's simple, just grab a piece of paper, don't type it on your computer. You know, it stimulates your brain a little more when you have a blank piece of paper in front of you and you have to be creative enough to start writing. Start writing whatever comes to your mind. You know, if there's something you wanted to write a book, maybe a, you know, a, a fiction book or something based on what you're going through, start writing it. Excellent. And, um, what would you recommend? for someone that wants to start their own business. Here you are at the age of 53, and you just wake up one day, moment of inertia, and uh, you want to harness all of your talents, as I would say, unleash your inner da Vinci, and start your own company. What would you give advice to somebody that wants to start their own business? What I would tell them to do is, you know, again, write down what kind of business they would want to start, and then look at the market. Make sure the market's not saturated and if it is find if there's a realistic way that you can you know make your business stand on you know make it better um take a look at what you're good at what are you good at you know not just what you enjoy but what are you good at and uh even if you have you know an an awesome to die for job start a business on the side because I have seen people in top level positions get flushed out of corporate America. And as much as I hate to admit this, if they're over 35 years of age, chances are they're going to have a much harder time getting back into the workforce. You know, I hear this a lot. I have a friend of mine. He's, he's actually uh, 47 and which 47, I mean, it's really like, like middle-aged basically. And he always says to me, the only reason he's, he stays in corporate America, the only reason he's surviving right now is because he has a baby face. And that there are guys all like 55, 56 that are in really good shape and healthy, but they're basically getting booted out of corporate America and they have nowhere to go. And some of these guys are going to live to 80 or 90 years old. They don't have retirement funds and they're just, they're just not going to survive ultimately. So, you know, yeah. 
we really have to start finding alternatives, whether it be our opening our own business or, or finding other alternative methods of making money. Yeah, that I recommend that to everybody. Even a, you know, even somebody as young as thirty can face age discrimination in certain industries. You know, uh, they want them young, fresh, right out of college. You know, and um, you know, if you don't really make your mark by a certain age, not that you can't do it later in life, but one thing I don't believe in is just because you get older, you have to back down and dummy everything down. No, I've done just the opposite. I mean, at my age, I went for a magazine cover last summer. I went for Jet Set Magazine. Uh, they wanted to find a female to represent the cover of Jet Set Magazine. That's a magazine that's passed out on, like, airplanes, yachts, cruise ships, things like that. And I thought, well, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger always said, don't listen to the naysayers. Make your own rules. Well, that's what I did. I I broke all the rules, <laughs> you know, and I'm laughing about it. <laughs> I love it. Lisa, what is the name of your cleaning company? Right now I'm naming it Executive Cleaning LLC. I like it. Well, you certainly have the balls. You certainly have the patience. And um, you're a true inspiration to a lot of people that are listening to the show right now. We really appreciate you coming on. Thank you, Jason. You're a true ultra human. Thanks so much, Lisa. We'll chat with you shortly. Okay. All right, take care. Take How about that, Stiz? That's great. That's that, pretty insane. That huh? was awesome. Yeah. All right, guys, let's wrap up today for the Ultra Human Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Deere, my lovely co-anchor, Tiffany Stimmen, who has, who has now vowed that she's going to go talk to 100 men on 100 different days. No, and get I said maybe 30, I, maybe 30. 30, and she's going to... Baby uh, steps, You're going to give my little love letter to counsel as well? I will, yeah. All right, very good, because I know I, she, she totally has a heart for me. Says, I know, like, like I told you. I told you. <laughs> See, it's all about putting it out there. i put it out there. Well, you so, did. Anyway, all right, guys, thanks for tuning in, and we will see you on the next Ultra Human Podcast.